chapter 4. First John chapter 4. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. We mentioned this morning that God is telling us, don't believe everything you hear. And there is much that is out there that is not true. And tonight we want to look at some characteristics of false religions. And it's hard to give an exhaustive list of this, but these are some general characteristics that, that we want to look at. If someone were to ask you, who is the founder of your religion, what would you tell them? Who is, if they ask, who is the founder of your denomination, what would you tell them? Many denominations, many religions will go back and they will find they have a founder of their religion or of their denomination. Um, an important read, if you've never read it, is a little booklet, and I believe we have some of them if you've never read it, a little booklet entitled The Trail of Blood. And an interesting history of those that have been of like mind and belief, called by various names, who from the time of Christ have made a trail of blood through their martyrdom and have believed what uh, very close to what we believe today. So we would say the founder of our religion is Jesus Christ. The denomination that we are is purely a name that seeks to identify what we believe. It's, um, it's a label. People say, I don't believe in labels. I say, really? Do you shop at a grocery store that nothing has labels on it? Do you um, put in your vehicle nothing, anything that's not labeled? Um, we live in a world that to identify certain things, you use certain terms. It's not a, um, a pure description. There are many various kinds of, if you please, Baptist. But I still believe it warrants, it gives you some, it gives a person some identification of what we believe. But there are many, 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 more than we can even imagine, religions that are out there. Um, Angela came 
this morning after the service and and said, have you heard of the Build-A-Bear? And I hadn't, but then as she went on, and I guess there's places you can go and build your own teddy bear. Is that right? She said, I saw a skit some time ago that um, it was build, build a God. And it basically said, well, thank you for coming to build a God. Um, what would you like your God to look like? Well, I'd like love and peace and blessing. Would you like holiness? Oh, I don't think I'd like that. Would you like a God that um, has some wrath? No, I wouldn't want that. And, um, and that's what we do today. We build a God. We build a religion. You, you get in and look at... Um, at the religions of the world, and it's amazing how many of them, for example, just do not believe in hell. Well, you know, that's not a great thing to believe in. But it's not our choice whether there is a hell or not. And... Whether we believe in something or not does not dismiss it. I remember years ago hearing Dr. Glenn Jasper say, just because you don't believe in hell, God doesn't send the fire engines of heaven out to put it out. Because I don't believe something doesn't mean it's not true. And because I believe something, it doesn't mean it is true. As we mentioned this morning, the foundation has to be the Word of God. But in understanding, John says, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they're of God. And what are some tests? Um, false religions, just to write at the beginning, we touched on it this morning, but they mess with Jesus. They always take away from Him, or they always add to Him. They may take away from Him in saying He is not God. Or they may add to Him, yes, we believe Jesus did this, but in order to have salvation, you need Jesus plus baptism, or Jesus plus a membership in our religion, or Jesus plus whatever. The question comes down to what Jesus will we worship in our heart and mind? Will we worship the Christian science version of Jesus that Mary Baker Eddy taught? Incidentally, there's very little Christian about it and there's no science about it. Or will we follow the Jesus of the Jehovah's Witness? Or shall we follow... The Jesus of the Mormons, or shall we follow the Jesus of the liberals, that Jesus was only human and not divine? Or maybe we can follow the Jesus presented by many religions and cults that say he was a great moral teacher or a great prophet, but not God. The point is, what the Bible says about Jesus matters. It really doesn't matter what my Jesus. Have you ever had someone say, well, my God wouldn't do that. 
or my God isn't like that. Well, that may be your God, but what about the God of the Bible? What about the God that He gave us this revelation to reveal His nature and His being to us? But they always will will mess with Jesus. They'll always change something. They'll always um, subtract something from Him. And they do not confess that Jesus is the Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Redeemer, the Savior, the Son of God, all of God and all of man. So, Immediately, you ask, you know, you run into someone, you ask, what do you think of Jesus? And be careful. Um, I have had members of cults say, oh, we believe He is the Son of God. Okay, that doesn't, that doesn't mean, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean to them what it may mean to you and me. Okay, what does that mean? And it's, it's trying the spirits and it's understanding. Um, false religions will, will taint, will change, will mess with Jesus. Secondly, they elevate human authority. Their central authority comes down to some often charismatic leader rather than the Bible. You see that with um, Joseph Smith and the Mormons and Scientology and on and on and on we could go. Do you understand by nature we as human beings are prone to follow and worship men? That There's a... There's the battle that only God is worthy of praise and only God is to be worshipped. And, and as human beings, our heart is rebellious. And so we are desirous of worshipping other things. And, and we, we are a society that worships mankind. We are a society that worships Peyton Manning or Taylor Swift or on and on and on you can go. And when it comes to religions, um, Satan really builds in that and, and we as people get impressed by human beings and especially if someone comes along and they claim to have a new truth or a special revelation. Every false religion bases their faith on something or someone who seeks to add to the Word of God. The Book of Mormon is God's revelation for this hemisphere. It's God's revelation for um, our age. No, the Word of God, the Bible, is all that God has given. His, His revelation 
is complete and and be very very leery of anyone that that claims some new truth and in christian circles there's oh god has revealed this new truth to me that ought to send up red flags to you right away especially if someone claims to have some special revelation There is no special revelation other than the Word of God. But there there will be a claim to new truth, to um, a special illumination or revelation. They often attack Christians and the church to establish their authority New religions try to prove the unreasonableness of Christian doctrine. They'll especially attack the doctrine of the Trinity and of the deity of Christ, as we've already mentioned. And and in understanding this, um, they, they love to attack the, the fact of the failures or bring to light the failures of the church. And indeed, there have been many failures of the church, but there have been no failures of Christ. And and any failures of the church is because we've erred off following Christ. And because this is what because this is what is done, now we have to and I often use this pendulum approach, we swing the pendulum clear over here. And, and in realizing um, they're, they're the, new, the new wave, whether it was in John's time that he was writing and warned them about, whether it was in the 1500s or 1900s or whatever it is. they also undermine Scripture. They specialize in taking Scripture out of context and building a whole series of teaching on something the Bible says, but it is taken completely out of context. And because of that, um, they, they will, many of them do not deny the Bible, they will use the Bible. Because of their um, inclusion of Bible, many people are drawn in. Well, wow, look at the Bible says that number of years ago, I don't know if it's still this way, probably 25 years ago, 80% of those converting to Mormonism came from Baptist churches. It tells you a number of things. Oftentimes, and they knew this, as, as Baptists, there was a generally speaking, a great respect for the Word of God. 
They knew how to carefully use the word, but it also tells you this. It takes more than a respect for the Word of God. It takes knowing the Word of God so that you are not deceived. And it tells us that many people that grew up in our circles did not know the Word of God, and so they were easily deceived. Case in point, why John wrote, Believe not every spirit, for there are many false prophets who have gone out. But they undermine the Word of God. It's not, we don't even believe the Bible at all. Sure, you will, you will have some, some religions that are clear out there, but they, they undermine Scripture and they promote salvation by works. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 are pinnacle, mountain peak, truths that we are saved by grace through faith. It is not of works lest any man should boast. Our salvation is not on what we do. It is on what Christ has done. Every other religion is do, do, do. Their lists are different. It, it may be you have to be a member of the universal church. You have to be baptized. You have to do this list of works. You have to... It's all involves something that you do, do, do. In Galatians chapter 1 and verse 9, Paul wrote and said, If there comes anyone to you, and they preach any other gospel. Let them be accursed. That is strong language, but this is this is the crux of the whole matter. If the gospel is changed, we have nothing. And they promote salvation by works. It's what you do and what you have to do. And as a result of that, they undermine the assurance of eternal life in Jesus Christ. False religions teach that salvation exists as long as you adhere to their teachings and practice. Well, there's no assurance of salvation there. As long as you... Okay, as long as you keep doing the right thing, you will be a child of God. If you don't do the right thing, you are not a child of God. Now, these are seven basic things that, that relate to false religions. But I want us to come back and now tonight, make application of these truths to our life. We, we may have right doctrine at times, but we may be walking in the spirit of air. We may mess with Jesus. There are, there are um, 
things going on in evangelical circles that they're really preaching another Jesus. But let's bring it down to us. What do we really believe about Jesus? Do we think He's okay with my sin? Do we think, you know, He's, he's alright with what I'm giving Him? Have we messed with Jesus? Do we elevate human authority? You know, don't don't go out here and say, well, pastor says this. It doesn't matter what pastor says. It matters what the Word of God says. Don't go around quoting famous people. It doesn't matter, really. I mean... It's not wrong to quote them, but what I mean is don't build your faith on that. Don't say, well, well, D.L. Moody said this, so it must be right. Or Charles Spurgeon said this, or you add whatever name. It is easy for us to elevate, especially if someone has been used in our life to, to help us grow and 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 we really appreciate their ministry, it is easy for us to slide into a, an elevating human authority. Oh, you know, I, I, there's a number of people that, that have influenced my life, and there's various things. For example, I, I have been ministered to by Ravi Zacharias's apologetics. But you know what? Just because Ravi Zacharias says it doesn't mean it's true. In fact, there's some things that I don't agree with him on. Doesn't mean he's wrong and I'm right. What I'm saying is, it is easy for us... Oh, oh, they've got a new book out? Oh, I better go get it. They are... We'll desire their stuff more than we desire the Word of God. And we all have those that have been used of God. I'm not saying that's wrong. But be very careful that you don't elevate them to a role of authority that, that they become the authority. The Word of God alone is the authority. And there, there have been numerous people in my life that, that have influenced my life in a good way, that have ended up taking turns that ended up completely the wrong way. But God's Word never will do that. We have to be careful that that we don't think we've found some new way to whatever. To guarantee... A godly home to guarantee success, to guarantee I've got a new way to get victory over sin. Really? There's nothing new under the sun. And there is, there is much money in Christian materials and seminars and conferences 
And I'm not saying they're bad, but you have to be very careful. We run after one, one thing after another, and we need to be running after God. And, you know, advertise this new, new way to help this or that. We have to be very, very careful that we don't attack other Christians and the church. The church is God's bride, Christ's bride. And it is easy to get a critical spirit. It is easy to get where we attack one another and they don't do this right. And, and absolutely, there is no church that is perfect. But the local church is God's program today. And there are all kinds of problems. But you know what? God didn't come out with, wait a minute, we're scrapping that. The local church is God's program. And, and it, is, it is easy to get where we're cutting the legs off what God's trying to build. Are we committed to building it? Are we committed to establishing it? Are we committed to being what God wants us to be? You know, as we've said, I think Wednesday night, anybody can point out what's wrong with stuff, but how do we build it? How do we help it? How do we establish it? They undermine Scripture, we need to be very, very careful that we don't undermine Scripture. Well, I know that's what the Bible says, but how do you expect me to do that? You know, it's important that we really take a serious look at, God, do I undermine Scripture? That we seriously take a look at all these things. Indeed, they are marks of false teachers. But am I stepping over into this? Do I really rest in and rejoice in the security that I have in Christ? And rejoice in my salvation? Or do I think I've got to do a little more? I've got to do more and... And look at they're not doing it, and I don't know about them, and they ought to be doing this. I don't have to do things to be a child of God, but because I am a child of God, I will do things. And it's easy to get we're we're in, we're in that mentality that um I need to work hard, which is a good trait. But because I work hard, God is going to bless me. God's already blessed you before you were even born, before you even knew what work was, before you could even spell work. And He's going to bless you when you get to the point where you can't spell work. And it's not our doing that keeps us in favor with God. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that keeps us in favor with God. And it ought to be reflected. That doesn't mean we can just sit back and do nothing. Hey, I'm sick. 
Because of that, we ought to say, man, I want others to know this peace. I want others to know this joy. I want others to know Christ. But there are many Bible-believing churches that guilt people into serving Christ. God doesn't want us serving Him because of guilt. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. Well, I guess, Marilyn, I have to treat you nice. You know, I feel bad because that's not why someone you love, it's not, oh man, I'm writing this note to let you know I love you because I can't say I'm a good husband unless I do. That's how we get in Christianity. But it all comes back to our relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, we need to be alert to false teachers. But we need to be alert to the characteristics of false teachers in our own lives. Because it is so easy to fall into the rut of the Pharisees. It is so easy to, boy, we are dotting our I's and crossing our T's and we are doing it right. And to fall into the arrogant, cold, dead form of Christianity, which God hates. It's a personal relationship. And... He desires to show Himself to us and reveal Himself to us. And yet, our heart is prone into the same airs of false religion. So tonight, yes, part of it is we need to be alert to what's going on around us. But it's not just to say, oh, that's wrong and that's wrong. We need to be alert what's going on within us so that we can minister to and help those who have believed the lies of Satan. Everything comes down to truth and error. Everything. And we need to walk in truth that we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Heavenly Father, I pray that Your Spirit would make personal in our lives tonight the areas that You know and You are calling us to. Lord, I pray that You would keep us from or draw us out of an arrogant, we are right and you are wrong attitude. And Lord, I pray that we would be instruments in your hand to bring truth to those who have been deceived. Understanding that we were once blind but now we see 
because and only because of your amazing grace. And Lord, I pray that you would use us to be lights in this dark world as we faithfully and accurately become living versions of your word, walking and working and relating to the people that you bring into our lives. May we accurately portray you. For we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together.